destiny. Understanding divine destiny. Praise the Lord. Understanding what? Divine destiny. That is the main topic of this series. And last week we looked at what we captioned destined for holiness and glory. Destined for holiness and glory. Today, under the same general theme, we have a sub-theme that we are going to look at. Today is the glory of endurance. Hallelujah. The glory of endurance. Say with me, the glory of endurance. The glory of endurance. Say it loud and clear. The glory of endurance. The glory of endurance. I pray that you will understand this phrase and you will make it a lifetime confession. I want to submit to you that the Christian journey is called the faith. The Christian journey is called what? The faith. And God gave us the measure of faith for us to believe his word. So when we come into the kingdom, you have entered into the faith. Your faith in the kingdom is the basis for fulfilling your destiny. But there are things, there are other virtues that must be added to the faith that you have received according to Romans chapter 12 verse 3. The measure of faith that the Lord has given you, you will need to receive other virtues in order for the faith, the original faith God gave you to produce results. Hallelujah. In fulfilling your destiny in Christ, faith alone is not enough. There are other virtues that must be added to your faith for the job to be done. For the Lord to say, well done, that good and faithful servant, is not only the manifestation of your faith. There are other virtues that must be added to your faith. Hallelujah. Please understand that each one of us has, we all have equal destiny. We all have what? Equal destiny. Say to me, we all have equal destiny. Everyone in the kingdom, we all have equal destiny. Don't look at one destiny and say, this one is more glorious, this one is better. In the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as one having a glorious destiny than the other. In the kingdom of God, even if you were called to be a janitor in the kingdom of God, your destiny is as glorious as the archbishop. If the archbishop should raise 200 people from the dead in his lifetime, 1,000 people from the dead, that crippled signs and wonders should happen in his ministry. The multitude should give their life to Christ. And you were called as a janitor in the kingdom of God. Your destiny is as glorious as the Archbishop who performed miracles and signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to have this mentality. I want you to have this in mind. Because in Christianity, without this understanding, many people have let go of their callings and they are meddling in other races 
in other people's business that they shouldn't be. They have left their own lane and they have entered into other people's lane. Some were called to be teachers. He said, no, today if you don't say I see, nobody will believe that you are a man of God. That is ignorance in the highest realm. So because of that, everybody wants to minister, everybody wants to call people and tell them something. If you are not called into that ministry, don't go there. You'll be put to shame in no time. Stay in your lane. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Every destiny in this kingdom is glorious. We all have a glorious destiny. The question is, how do you fulfill this destiny? And we saw that in the mind of God, creation was destined for holiness and for glory. Creation was destined for what? Holiness and glory. That was the mind of Because people, people have asked this question. Why did God create the devil? Are you getting it? Why did God do what? Create the devil. You should understand that that was not the original intention of God. The creation of the devil was not God's original intention. So that is why Christ Jesus, the new creation is in Christ Jesus. And after everything, he said, Behold, I make all things new. A new heaven, a new earth. The old earth will be rolled away like a carpet. The heaven will be rolled away like a carpet. And all things become what? New. That is the creation of what? Holiness. That is the destination of what? Creation. That is the final destination of creation. The original intent of what? Creation. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, individually, we are called to do some assignments. We are called to work for God. We are called to fulfill a calling in the house of God. How do we do this? And the devil has vowed and bent, and he's bent in making sure that many don't even start. Not to talk about finishing. He has, this, he has, he has vowed that so many will not start. And even if you start, you will not be able to complete. You will not be able to finish the race. And most Christians don't have the idea of how to finish their race in a grand style. I remember Kenneth Hagan said, the Lord appeared to him and told him. He said, you are just about entering into the first phase of your ministry. That is, after 15 years of praying and fasting and teaching God's word getting people healed. After 15 years, Jesus told him, you are just about entering into the first phase of your ministry. And then there was, I think there was another time where Jesus told that you are now entering into the last phase of your ministry. So be faithful and finish the race. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are called to fulfill ministries. Everybody has a ministry in him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The glory of endurance. Endurance is that virtue 
that sustains your faith until the rest is completed. Hallelujah. Endurance is what? It is the virtue that sustains you in the race until you cross the finish line. Endurance is the power that keeps your faith active. Amen. Endurance is what? It is the power that keeps your faith active. Endurance is the power the devil is scared of you adding to your faith. Endurance is the power that can uncreate the devil in your life. <laughs> I know that statement is hard. Endurance is what? It is the power that can uncreate the devil in your life. It is the power that can dismantle the devil from his foundation in your life. Oh, the glory of endurance. Endurance is that power that would devastate any stronghold any day, any time through faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let, let me just let me end this message. Let me start the mess the ending of the message from the beginning. Okay? Alright. <laughs> so let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Pay attention carefully. Hebrews 12. And then verse 1, Hebrews chapter 12. Now, I, I want you to look at this first verse 1. Wherefore, seeing also, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, did you notice that it said, let us run with patience? The word patience that means endurance. The, this word also means long-suffering. So anytime you see the word patience, endurance, it's talking about the same thing, or perseverance, it's talking about the same thing. Then, the same word is translated long-suffering. Long word. That is, you baptize yourself into this grace. That the devil himself becomes scared. He said, this one, forget. There's no suffering that can make him leave Christ. The devil, said, the devil will say that we have baptized him with so many sufferings, but he is still going. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Hebrews 12 is giving us a clear picture of how the race of destiny should be run. Let us run with patience. So you run the race with endurance. Hallelujah. You run the race with what? With endurance, you run the race with endurance. 
having discovered your purpose in life, having discovered what God wants you to do, you run the race with endurance. Praise the Lord. Now listen carefully. Look at verse 2. I'll come back to verse 1, but look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the first man to run this race is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the first man to run the race of destiny. Or oh, some people say Abraham. No. Abraham didn't finish his race until Jesus rose from the dead. Abraham, Moses, and the rest, they did not work. They did not finish their race. They were kept in paradise. In fact, the scripture says Jesus led captivity what? Captive. That was talking about Abraham, the rest. They were in a form of captivity, but not in hell. Are you getting it? So when Jesus descended in hell, apart from taking the keys of hell and death, he has to complete the race of Abraham and the rest. That is how their race was completed. So Jesus is the first man to run the race of destiny. Hallelujah. Jesus is what? The first man to run the race of destiny. That is why he is our perfect example. He is the first man to run the race of destiny. That is why the writer of Hebrews is saying, let us run the race with endurance or with patience. That is set before us. Looking. So he is the first man. He went ahead of you. Say, looking. Do you run looking at your back or looking at your front? Hallelujah. You run by looking in front. Is that not it? And somebody is in front of you who has already finished the race. He has been to the end. He started from where you are starting and finished the race and came back and started the race with you and he's ahead of you. Hallelujah. He is what? He is ahead of you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so much here. I, I pray that you will capture this mystery. Because if you don't understand this, I'm sorry, the forces of darkness will wear, they will wear you out. They will wear you out. And Christianity will suffer setbacks without the grace of endurance. A great man of God said, he said, endurance is the ability to outlast the devil. The ability to do what? To outlast the devil. The ability to outlast the forces of darkness. The ability to outlast the witches and wizards, the occultic men. The ability to outlast every stubborn, notorious witch from the pit of hell. With endurance, the devil can be your roommate and you will win the race. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, with endurance, the devil can be on the same bed with you, but you will still win the race. 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 Because the devil has no capacity to stop a man 
with endurance. He can't stop that man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So, he is the originator of faith. Jesus is what? Jesus is the originator of faith. He is the founder of faith. He is the founder of what? Faith. He started faith first and finished it. Amen? He started what? He started faith and finished it. But he finished the race of faith with endurance. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 2 again. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So how did Jesus finish his race? How did he finish his faith? He finished faith with endurance. He finished faith with endurance. He started faith with endurance. He finished faith with endurance. Hallelujah. He started faith with what? Endurance. He finished with what? Endurance. Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I said something during our pastor's meeting. I said, Jesus, by reason of endurance, never felt the nails that they put through him. By reason of endurance and joy. He said, for the joy that was set before him, he did what? He endured the cross. He took the nails as if it was a pinch on his hands. The piercing of his side was as if a small razor blade cut him. He wasn't focused on the pains. He was focused on the joy that was ahead of him. So endurance went into action. Hallelujah. Endurance went into what? Into action. If Jesus did that with that endurance, it would be horrible. The scripture says he did not open his mouth. Go, go, go back and read Isaiah 52 and 53. He said, as a sheep led to the slaughter, he opened not his mouth, neither did he cry. He said, his voice shall not be heard in the street. Jesus did not feel the pains, not because it wasn't painful, but because the joy that was set before him was too much for him to consider the pain. So endurance came into his aid. The spirit of endurance entered him. He took the days with ease. He took the abuse, shame with ease. Right now, we have every form of abuse now that you can be sued for it. There's no abuse that Jesus did not receive. <laughs> he did not enter him. He didn't feel it. He did not feel it. There's no mockery that he did not receive. He didn't feel it. There's no laughing that he did not receive. They laughed at him. They mocked him. He was rejected. He was despised. He was shamed. He was put to open shame. 
yet it did not affect him. That man saw joy ahead. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. No man can fulfill his destiny until you are properly shamed. Until you are properly despised. Until you are properly rejected. Forget about the fulfillment of your death because this is part of destiny. Being shamed is part of destiny. Being rejected is part of destiny. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look not to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was said before he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, what Jesus was seeing was the joy of Satan at the right hand of the Father. The devil was inflicting pains. The devil was busy shaming him. The devil was busy afflicting him. The devil was busy causing all kinds of bodily pains and Jesus was busy eyeing the joy of Satan at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him. Amen. Amen. Let, let me show you something. How many of you have noticed this? When any time we have a celebrity being invited into a meeting or a great man of God being invited into a meeting, the crowd, the numbers are there. Maybe 10,000, 20,000. As soon as he's about to take the stage, there are a lot of clappings, shoutings, a lot of joy. People are just happy. And, and they keep clapping and clapping so he takes the stage. Or have you seen a political lottery? The, the, whoever the, the presidential candidate or the president comes there and everybody is you know shouting and screaming and you know clapping for him amen, amen. there's a glory in that thing. have you noticed that yeah. <laughs> there's a glory in what in that thing there's joy in it but the utmost the, the most important joy and glory any man can ever receive is the host of heaven standing and putting their hands together for you. Do you notice know that verse 12, it says verse 1 of Hebrews 12, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. This cloud of witnesses are cheering us and they will stand and applaud men and women that will endure to the end. That will finish their destiny by way of what? By way of endurance. Hallelujah. Amen. They will finish their destiny by way of what? Endurance. This is what happened to Jesus. This is one of the joy that was set before Christ. The cloud of witnesses. The host of heaven. They were watching the race that Jesus was running here on earth. They were watching the race. And when Jesus finished that race, when he said it is finished, the cloud of witnesses, 
the host of heaven stood up and they began to shout, the king of glory, open the gates and let him come in. Have you remembered Psalm 34? Psalm 34 was the glory of Christ that was said before him. The joy that was said before him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in 1 Peter, sorry, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 11, we are going to read some, some portions of it. But I want you to go to all the way to verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. And then, if you are in verse 11, I want you to, even though I wrote it, but if you can read it from this version, New Living, New International Version. Second Peter chapter one, verse eleven. Second Peter chapter one, verse eleven. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And you will receive what? A rich welcome. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A rich what? Welcome. Read it from the living translation. New living translation. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 11. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A grand what? Entrance. Now, 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 3 going, especially verse 4, you will notice that verse 4 says that, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Did you notice that? He said, add to your faith, and he listed the things that you should add to your faith. He, lifted, he listed those things, things that you should add to your faith. And one of the things that you should add to your faith, notice, look at verse five. Uh, five. It says, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, to temperance patience. You see the word patience here? To patience godliness, that is endurance. And then to godliness, brother kindness, and to brother kindness charity. Verse 8, for if these things be in you and about, they make you, they shall never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if you like these things, he that like these things is blind and cannot see far. He cannot run the race. You are running, but you don't see where you are going. And endurance is one of the virtues that will help you to see where you are going. Now, verse 9 says that, he that like these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was one page from his own sins. I'll come to that later. Verse 10. Wherefore the rather brethren, 
give diligence to make your calling and election sure. This is talking about the fulfillment of your destiny. He said, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. If you do these things, you shall never fall. Did you see that? So if you add endurance to the race, the scripture is saying that you will not fall, by the way. You will not be shipwrecked. You will not be a victim of demonic attacks if you add endurance to the rest. Now, those who have done this, the scripture say at the end of their journey, there will be a rich entrance. A rich entrance is not just making it to heaven. The host of heaven will stand up and clap and shout and welcome the saints of God. That will endure to the end. Hallelujah. They will shout and welcome what the saints of God that will endure to the end. Praise the Lord. Jesus experienced this. He said, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So when he endured the cross, let me show you. In Romans, sorry, Psalms 24. Look at this in Psalms 24. He said, this is verse 6, Psalms 24, verse 6. This is the generation of them that seek, that seek him, that seek their face, O God, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, ye cares, and be lifted up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. This was the resurrection of Christ. This was the grand entrance of Christ Jesus into the presence of the Father. This was the grand entrance when the host of heaven, when every everlasting doors, when ancient doors, when mysteries that were hidden were now being opened, when things that were not open to humanity, to creation, were now opened. Jesus, being the perfect creation, was received in a grand star. After he has finished his race. He was received in a what? In a grand star after he has finished his race. So look at verse 8. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. After he has conquered. Lift up your heads, ye gates. Even lift them up, lift them up ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. That has never been said about any man. No man has been given that name, the king of glory. That is why in the new millennium, that name, king of kings, lord of lords, will be used. Praise the Lord. Watch here. In Acts chapter 2, let's go to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to run fast because of time. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 2. Verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus, whom he have crucified, 
both Lord and Christ. Lord and what? And Christ. After the completion, this statement carries weight because of time, we'll be able to go there. He says, He has made the Lord and Christ after the joy that was set before Him. So you will notice why endurance was important when Jesus saw, when He saw the glory. Because you remember in John chapter 17, He prayed about the Father giving Him and the Father glorifying Him. The glory that he had before. That glory was set before Jesus when he was running the race. When that glory was set before him, endurance came to his aid. That is why whatever happened on the cross could not affect him. Jesus would have been disqualified if he has altered his word during his arrest to the time he was crucified. He wouldn't have been a perfect sacrifice. He wouldn't have been a what? A perfect sacrifice. He wouldn't. But for the joy that was set before him, the glory of his resurrection, the glory of his position, when he saw that, when that Peter was revealed to him or came to him, he endured the cross. Most Christians are not mindful at the end. They are looking for what to eat and drink now. So when Jesus resurrected, when he ascended to heaven, he entered the heaven with a grand, rich entrance. The cloud of witnesses, the host of glory, the host in heaven, they all stood attention. In fact, there was no living thing in heaven that didn't stand for Jesus. No. A rich entrance. A rich entrance. That's what Peter is telling us here. Let's go to Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 11. He says, A rich entrance into the kingdom, into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So here, verse 10 and 11, listen carefully. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election that is your, your assignment here on earth, what God has called you to do. He said, make your calling and election sure. And endurance is one of the virtues that will make your calling sure. That will make your election sure. Some were called, some were elected. Amen? Some were called from their mother's womb. Some were elected. Election took place and they decided to bring this one here. Let this one do this. Let this one do this. Let this one do this. But some were called from their mother's womb, like Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But for you to make this calling sure, endurance is needed. Hallelujah. Jesus was not elected. Jesus was called. He said, for this purpose was I born and to this end came out into this world. When he stood before Pontius Pilate, remember when he asked him, are you the king then? He said, for this purpose. He was born a king. That was the purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, he, Jesus stamped 
his calling with endurance. It was sealed with endurance. He said, brethren, make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. You shall never fall. A Christian who will add endurance to the rate that he's running, forget about falling. Even follow religious Christians who get who gang up against you and pray against you, you will stand. You will stand, you will fall. He said, if you do this, this you will what you will not fall. You will not fall. You will not fall. So the reason most Christians are falling is that they have ignored the grace of endurance. They have ignored the glory of endurance. There is glory for you being in that position of endurance. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and in lesson sure, if you do these things, you shall never fall. And he said, to make your, if you make your election sure, verse 11, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The New International Version says that so an entrance, so a rich welcome will be opened unto you into the eternal kingdom, a rich welcome, a rich welcome, a rich welcome. Those who will endure to the end, a rich welcome will be open unto them. Remember Matthew 24, and they that shall endure, he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So the scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, the scripture says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So there was a grand entrance. If you read it from the Living Translation, there was a grand entrance of Jesus Christ in heaven. A grand entrance. A grand entrance. And he gave us an example to follow. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The originator of our faith. The founder of our faith. Hallelujah. Jesus received what? A rich welcome. A grand entrance into the Father's presence. He received it. Let me show you something. Sometimes when there was some statement Jesus made in the New Testament that were pointing to some things that Paul and the other apostles have confirmed. Watch here. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. We don't have time to read it, but Matthew 25. Do you notice that the one who received ten, uh, five talents and traded with it got the same accolades, the same praise, the same grand entrance, the same rich entrance with the one who got to? Go and read it. Let's go there. Matthew 25. Hallelujah. Because of time, I'm, I'm just going to look to pick the path that he said. That is why I started by saying, if you are called to be a janitor in this kingdom, you carry the same glory. 
like the one who has called to raise one million from the dead. <laughs> Amen. 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 So all those who are going around boasting and you know, walking in pride, just shoulders are up like that. They should, they should relax. In the kingdom of God, nobody will receive more praise than the other. As long as what you were given to do, you did it. As long as you finished your race, you did exactly what God wanted, wanted you to do, you will get the same accolades, the same praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 25, are you there? The parable, the parable of the talent, Matthew 25, verse 14. And then let's just go to verse 20. And he and so he that has received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, that delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside the five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, that good and faithful servant. Did you see that? It's a word that that good and faithful servant. All right. Look at verse 22. He also that has received two talents came and said, Lord, that delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I gave two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Were there any more words? Did he say the one with the five talents did more than the one with the two talents? So no matter your calling, the Lord will reward you the same way. He's going to reward the one who have gotten five. The, the reason why the one with one talent was cast into the everlasting fire was that he refused to run the race. He refused to run the race. If he also came and said, Lord, you gave me only one talent, but I ran the race. I did business with that one talent and I gave one more. He will say the same words to him. Well done, that good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Well done, that good and So I don't care what God has called you to do. There is glory in that thing. If we are called as a janitor, there is glory in doing that. And at the end of your journey, the Lord will say to you, that good and faithful servant, enter into the rest of your father. No matter your calling, all you have to do is finish the race. Finish the race. Run the race. Enter into the race. And endurance is what you need for the race. Endurance is what you need for the race. Endurance is what you need for the race. When Jesus entered the race, he entered with endurance. And that is why the writer of Hebrews chapter, the writer of Hebrews, when you look at verse 12, let us run the race with patience. With that endurance of patience, don't even start yet. Don't start. With that endurance, you fall. With that endurance, uh, you will push aside. You will push aside. So Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 3, from verse 4 going, for, especially 5 and 6, he said, he said, he said, talking about faith, he said, add these virtues to your faith. 
add to your faith. So faith alone is not enough. The race, in fact, we can say the race is called the race of faith. But for you to run it, endurance is needed. Let us run the race with endurance. The race with patience. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Many are in churches today, but they are not running the race. They've given up. They are just waiting to die and go to heaven. They've given up on the race. So you will notice that in Colossians chapter 1, from verse 7 going, Paul was praying for the believers in Colossians. And when he prayed, he said they will be strengthened in their inner man with glorious might unto all patience and long suffering. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Don't be moved by miracles. Because false prophets are also capable of doing miracles. In Matthew 24, we are told that they will do miracles that if it was possible, they would deceive the very elect. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we had it, did not cease to pray for you. The day this church, these men and women, in Colossians entered the race, Paul began to pray for them. And to desire that ye, be, ye may be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you will walk the word of the Lord unto all places, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience. You see that? It says strengthened. That is the man inside you needs to be baptized with all patience, with all endurance. So there is something called all patience, all endurance. You need it to run the race. So Paul was praying for the church to be endured with all endurance. Strengthened with might. Strengthened with all might. So there is something called all might. According to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering. With what? Joyfulness. Every time you see endurance. Joy is ahead of it. Joyfulness. Do you notice that the scripture said. For the joy that was said before who? Before Jesus, he did what? He endured the cross. Hallelujah. Any time you decide to go for endurance, joy will be set before you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time you decide to go for endurance, joy is set before you. Look here again. He said, unto all patience and long suffering. They use two words, these two words. They all mean the same thing. All patience and long suffering with joyfulness. With joyfulness. With joyfulness. May God give you all patience. Amen. I said, May God give you all patience. Amen. 
May God fill your spirit with all patience. May God fill your spirit with all patience. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Christian race is not possible without all patience or all endurance. All long suffering. It is in the endurance that your flesh is purified. It is in the endurance that your mind is purified. It is in the endurance that you can be declared the Son of God through the Spirit of Holiness. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let us be caught up with material things equating that to finishing or running the race. There are two different things. There are some that are pastoring vibrant ministries, but they are out of the race already. They are out of the race already. And they know. They know it. Thank you, Jesus. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. So every time you add endurance to the race, joy is set ahead of you. And I gave you a preview of the joy that is set. The grand entrance into the kingdom. The joy that was set before Jesus was the grand entrance into the kingdom. The grand entrance into his kingdom. The grand entrance. The kingdom of the Father is not the kingdom of the Son. Amen? The kingdom of the Father is not what? It's not the kingdom of the Son. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> that is what in Matthew, 20, in Matthew 25, Jesus said that a day is coming when every man will stand before him where the sheep will be separated from the goats and the sheep will be asked to enter into the kingdom of Christ that has been prepared for them before the foundation of the world. The Christian race is impossible without endurance. Fulfilling your destiny is impossible without endurance. If you don't go for endurance, you will fall. It's the truth. Peter said, if you do these things, you will never fall. And one of the things you need to do to fulfill your destiny is to go for all endurance. Go for the glory of endurance. Men will despise you. Men will talk bad about you. Men will persecute you. Men will reject you. Men will betray you. You need endurance to keep going.
Thank you, Jesus. If endurance is not added to the race, your destiny will not be fulfilled. You will shipwreck. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 again. Wherefore, rather, brethren, giving, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. If you do these things, what are the things? There are many. Today we are just talking about endurance, the glory of endurance. If you do these things, he shall never fall. Never fall. Never fall. If you add endurance to your faith, as you are running looking at Jesus ahead of you, you will never fail. You will never fail. You have a glorious destiny. Every Christian has a glorious destiny. Your destination is guaranteed. Are you willing to add endurance to it? Many are offended today because one man of God spoke against them. All their members spoke against them. Or somebody said something like, who are you that they should talk about you? The Pharisees rejected Jesus. The Sadducees mocked him. The religious body rejected him. Jesus was still preaching. No matter what, no matter whoever rejects your calling, there are thousands waiting to receive it. Amen? Whoever rejects your calling, there are thousands waiting to receive it. So no matter what you are called to do, there are men and women that at a point they will not side with you. And there are men that are willing, are standing out there to run the race with you. Seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us. If endurance is not added to the race, the waste and sin will bring every runner down. If endurance is not added in fulfilling your destiny, you will be entangled with sin. If you don't add endurance to the race in trying to fulfill your destiny, you will compromise. They say, oh, it's a little bright. Just take it, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's a little light, white light. There's nothing like white light. Lie is lie. And especially in the era of marriage. So many young, so many young women, before they would get married, they would have, if they were prostitutes outside, it would have been better. The weight of sin. The weight of sin. The weight of sin. Let us lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily beset us. Nobody has the capacity to withstand the horror of sin in these last days if they ignore the spirit of endurance. Listen carefully. Nobody has the capacity to withstand the horror of sin in these last days if they ignore the spirit of endurance. Let's go to look at uh, Hebrews 12 again as we run up. We'll continue part 2 next week. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 2. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get ready. I would like you to read verse 3 from 
New Living and New International Versions. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. 1 to 4, rather. Wherefore, since we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us. Meaning that as in fulfilling your race, in fulfilling your destiny, there are sins and ways that have to be put away. You can only do that when you are willing to endure. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before us endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy that was set before him was being at the right hand of the Father. That was the joy. That was the joy. That was the joy. The joy of being at the right hand of the Father was what was set before him. So he endured the cross. He entered the cross. And that is what Paul, Peter said, every one of you that will run your race with endurance, that will fulfill your calling, there will be a rich entrance of you into the kingdom of God. So not everybody will enter into the kingdom of God with rich entrance. Not everyone will enter into the kingdom with a grand star. No. Some will enter by their nose. You know what I mean by their nose? They will escape hell by inches. No, not even, not even the least in heaven will notice that they've come. There are some when they are about to come, the whole heaven will stand up and clap and cheer for them. Well done, that good and faithful servant. The joy of Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father was the reason for the endurance. Hallelujah. Do you, know, do you know that that was where he was before? He couldn't wait to get back there. Not as Jesus, not as the Son of God, but as a man. Listen carefully. Jesus today in heaven, he is there 100% man, 100% God have that mentality. And that is the new creation. That is how the new creation is going to be. The new creation, everybody will be 100% man, 100% God. When all this thing is done, when everything becomes new, man will be exactly like God. No capacity to sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was the first man to do it. The first man to be fully man and to be fully God at the same time. And the joy, that joy that he was to sit at the right hand of God. And this time, not as God, but as man and as God, he endured the cross. That is why there was no sin in him. And that is the order of the new creation. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why he said, She are. God, unto whom the word of God came to and the scriptures cannot be broken. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 3. 
For consider him that endures a contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your mind. Please read it from those two versions for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Did you see that? He said, think of it. The hostility Jesus received from sinners, the Roman soldiers, even people that he even performed miracles on them. They all turned their back against him. Read it from the International Version. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So if you don't look at Jesus, if you don't fo focus on the endurance of Jesus, that Jesus has to endure like you, Jesus has to go through shaming like you, Jesus has to be despised like you, if you don't consider that, he said you will faint in your mind. You will grow weary. Sin will set him in. Waste will set in. Don't wait his worries. Which is sin. It will set in. It will set in. Hallelujah. Amen. It will set in in the name of Jesus. If you don't do that. Now look at verse 4. Read verse 4 for me. Read. Verse 4. Think of all the in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Did you see that? He said, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. But with that endurance, nobody can resist sin to the point of dying. Do you know that before Jesus could accept to go to the cross, the angel came and strengthened him. Did you see that? That was the spirit of endurance. The spirit of endurance came upon him so he could share his blood. And for first time, a man will be God at the center. Hallelujah. For the first time, a man will be God at the center. A man Will be God at the center. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The essence of the new creation is for men to live like God throughout eternity. Man will not have the capacity to sin again. There will be nothing like evil again. But those who shall endure to the end. They are the one that would live and enjoy this new life. Looking unto Jesus, the altar finish of your faith. He is ahead of you. He has already been where you are going now. He went there before you started. That's the good news. He went there before what? Before you started. It's like having a senior brother who has completed a course and scored distinction. It is easy for him to teach you. Is that not it? It's easy for him to teach you. Look up unto him. You will not fall in Jesus' name. I say you will not fall in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not wash cold in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not wash cold in Jesus' name. Amen. You will endure to the end in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There is glory in endurance. 
It brings the best out of you. It brings the glory of God in you. It brings an end to struggle with sin. It brings an end to struggle with the flesh. It brings an end to struggle with men and women. It brings an end trying to justify yourself. It brings an end trying to argue with men. It makes you stand looking up onto that glorious destiny that the Lord has set before you. Don't be deceived. Endurance is what wins the race. And with endurance, you will at last the devil and all his agents. In Jesus' name. We'll continue partying next week. Lift up your voice and give God thanks. Give him thanks. In the name of Jesus, rise to your feet. Just begin to thank him. Begin to praise him. Begin to thank him. Honor him. Honor him. Thank him. Thank him for his word. Thank him for the endurance. 